I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. back on the Heart and Hustle podcast after an 0-2 weekend for the Orlando Magic. Magic are 2-4 on the season. Nick Grunowitz here. Scott Inez is with me. If you're listening for the first time, you can catch us weekdays ESPN 580 Orlando. That's 580 AM. They still have those. That's the AM dial there on your car. You just punch a little button. Or FM 96.5 HD 2. Tune in radio app, iHeartRadio app. And, of course, you can follow Scotty on Twitter at Inez Says and me at ESPN. 580, Nick. Uh, Plenty to get into on this edition of the show. Some takeaways. Uh, Six games into the season, as I mentioned, Magic are two games under 500. Uh, The faith in Fultz, the Magic making a stunning decision, in my opinion, Mm. to start Markel Fultz and effectively bench DJ Augustine. Uh, Some other notes about the offense, which six games into the year has failed to score 100 points after Losses over the weekend to um, uh, Milwaukee and, Milwaukee Denver. and yep. Denver. Thank you, as I just stumble over myself, almost stuck the landing. Uh, <laughs> Scotty, I, I, I know we kind of did a rough outline on where we want to start here, but uh, six games in, the Magic are two and four, and there's no loss on there that looks, you know, egregious. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, uh, this is a team that I think has left a lot out there when it comes to what the potential record could be because of how well the defense has played. The only game that's gotten away, that Milwaukee game, which they made everything uh, Mm -hmm. in that game, and you knew the Magic were kind of due for that kind of a a matchup where uh, the defense didn't show up and the offense wasn't there. You just got run out of your own building. Yeah, I think we saw signs, though, Nick, during the Denver game on Saturday, especially from Terrence Ross, that this team uh, is ready to make a a comeback here, at least offensively. This team is not as bad a three-point shooting team as they have shown over the first six games. And I think what you saw from Terrence Ross on Saturday, finally he he got into a little bit of a rhythm. And even though the numbers weren't spectacular, I think he was like four of nine from the field. He had a couple of three-pointers. He had 10 points. You know, I think he played 21 or 22 minutes in that game. But I saw a rhythm from, from T. Ross that I have not seen so far this year, he had a bounce in his step for the first time. He just played with a lot of confidence. He was, he was the T. Ross of old. So I think that's that's a good sign for the Orlando Magic. And and you get the feeling that when Terrence Ross is right, and you made you you made the case last year that Terrence Ross was the most valuable player for the Straw Orlando that turns Magic. Turns the drink, baby. I yeah. Mean, look, I, you you could definitely make that case. And if that is the case, when you have Terrence Ross struggling as he has mightily here early on in the season. You're going to struggle as a team because Terrence Ross is your most explosive player offensively. So, uh, look, I still believe that Vooch is your most valuable, but you could definitely make a case that T. Ross is the most valuable as well. So I think the, I think T. Ross is in the process of turning the corner here. Remember, he started out great in the preseason, then he got mm-hmm. hurt, and then it you know it's it's taken him a while to kind of adjust and get back to to 
you know, getting that rhythm. So I think that's a good sign for the Magic. If, if your glasses have full, it's a good sign going into Oklahoma City and Dallas on a back-to-back. I think it's another good sign that this team gets out of town for a while. Get away. Get, get, get away. Get out of town. You've got Oklahoma City and Dallas in a back-to-back yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday Yeah, night. we're taping this on a Monday. They yeah. play Tuesday, Wednesday, OKC and Dallas. Uh, they run into Luka Doncic, who is playing some great basketball yeah. Uh, on Wednesday, and a surprising Thunder team too. Shea Gilgis Alexander is having a very nice season yeah. uh, for Oklahoma City. Yeah, no, I I think it's a good thing that that you get out on the road, uh, get away from you you know your 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 hometown a little bit because you have OKC Tuesday, you got Dallas on Wednesday, and then you you got to get right before you come home again because you, you're going to host a five game homestand coming yeah. up. Okay, you you've got Memphis, Indiana, Philadelphia. San Antonio, Washington during that five-game homestand. Yeah, you got to go three and two in that stretch. You got to get Memphis, and India's not been playing very good basketball, uh, obviously without yeah. Victor Oladipo. And you hope to get Washington too, even though they went blow for blow last week with the Houston Rockets. Uh, that's a stretch there. Where you're right. This team needs to play better basketball. Yeah, imperative to go out on the road and find your offensive sea legs if you will. Defensively, I'm not worried. Last season, it did. It, it yes. kind of happened last season. Yes. I'm trying to remember. They played San Antonio. Yeah. They kind of went out on the road last year, and you kind of feel things start to click for yeah. this team. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to be the case this year, but that's that's I guess yeah. where you where you hope this thing ends well, up. Well, and again, again, th- there are some positive things to point to, and one of them is defense. I mean, this team yeah. continues to play defense each and every night, even in a loss to Denver the other night. 91 Nick, points. 91 points. And you would have told 37%? me Denver scored 91 points. I would have told you probably eight out of ten times you beat them. This, just, just, this was just two of the ten, and uh, Jokic, Jokic hit that. Oh, Running one hander from twenty feet. I mean, come on! That's but that, just, I, I think that's that might be the only guy in the league who can hit a shot like that now. Uh, since Dirk retired, yeah, he's unbelievable. Yeah, he's very, very good. He but is. Look, look. I mean, you, you got the box score in front of you from that do, uh, yeah. from that Denver game. Yeah, what I was do. the free throw disparity? Uh, it was thirty three eleven at one point in time. Let me. I think uh, it might have been thirty seven ish. Um, total free throws thirty nine. Oh, thirty nine to 39 11. 11. I mean, that's ridiculous. Now, now the same type of disparity happened last year against these guys mm-hmm. but the bottom line is you cannot foul as much as the Orlando Magic are fouling right now I mean Mo Bamba fouled out in 10 minutes yeah that was that's hard to do it really is actually it that's really is really hard I don't to know do. if Jeff did Jeff Turner ever do that <laughs> well I, he might have JT might have done that but I mean Steve the, the mark of Steve Clifford's defense or one of the marks of, of, of a Steve Clifford defense is you don't foul playing defense and this team has fouled way too much, especially in that Denver game. So some things to clean up, no doubt. The offense needs to be cleaned up. But I think it's a good thing that this thing that, that, that this team goes out on the road now for two at OKC and at Dallas, try to find themselves offensively. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, let's get to the real meat and potatoes here, and that would be the decision made Saturday night. Uh, Markel Fultz got his first start at point guard for the Magic. Uh, it came down when the starting lineups were announced. Uh, DJ Augustine moved to the bench. Markel Fultz gets his first start 
in a Magic uniform, and Josh Robbins of The Athletic, John Denton, who works with the Orlando Magic, um, both had the note, this is not because of a DJ Augustine injury, which yeah. means this is a straight benching. DJ mm-hmm. Augustine got benched on Saturday night. Markel Fultz got the start. Uh, and listen, I mean, I, I don't want to make one grand you know, assumption or one big thing from one start, but mm-hmm. Markel Fultz in his first start plays 25 minutes. Uh, and by the way, the way that they're staggering this anyway – you could say it doesn't matter who sure, starts, sure. but it matters. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Markel they each Fultz, get 24 minutes, right? Yeah, Basically. 25 each. Yeah, yeah 24, 24, 24 minutes. Though so it says 25 here, but that doesn't add up. But um, yes, uh, nine points uh, for Markel Fultz, two assists, three steals, uh, one rebound. He was four of seven from the floor. It was an okay performance out of Markel yeah. Fultz in his first Yeah, time. look, I, I was surprised. I'll I'll be the first one to admit it. I I was surprised. I know you were surprised as well. The amount of Magic fans, by the way, that when I said I was shocked by this, that jumped in my mentions at ESPN 580 Nick um, on Twitter that were like, I don't know why you're surprised. I have been been told by many people that I, a lot of people, they weren't even considering starting Markel Fultz really throughout this season because of how much they like DJ Augustine, too. It, 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 look, I, I think everybody loves DJ. If this were December or January, I don't think I would be as surprised. But, yeah, I, I was surprised knowing that this was just game six going into it against Denver. Obviously, it's been a whirlwind for this kid. A little more than a month ago, we weren't even sure if he would show up to training camp. And here he is a month later. You're starting point guard for the Orlando Magic. So, I, I knowing Jeff Weltman, the president of basketball operations, and John Hammond, the general manager, and Steve Clifford, like we do, um, and knowing how they've treated their young players, and Jonathan Isaac basically sitting out most of his rookie season, uh, Mo Bamba last year with the stress fracture not coming back, they're very, very cautious with their younger players. Uh, so I was surprised that in game six, you would turn to Markel Fultz, even though he's played well coming off the bench. I was surprised knowing that this kid, you know, has had a whirlwind over the last two years, you know, with, with the emotional scars, mm-hmm. with the mental scars. With and that's the, the thing, too, is that it's not this is not any young player. This is Markel right. Fultz who came to the Magic broken. Like he was broken, right. and the right. team has spent a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of resources they spent draft capital. I know not a lot uh, going to get him. I was surprised at how quickly they pulled that ripcord yeah. and went DJ Augustine to the bench and yeah. Markel Fultz in the starting lineup. And I, I got to be as honest as I can in this. It felt a bit desperate. Desperation? This, okay. It, it was like okay. it had a, a desperate type of feel to it where it's like we're not scoring any points. Mm. We, we can't score. Let's put this guy in here because he has facilitated well in his time coming off mm-hmm. of the bench. I think he's averaged about four assists a game or so. Uh, he's he's passed the ball well. It felt a little a little desperationish for a team agree. that's trying to find something, whatever agree. it might be. I would be. agree. And and you know it brings to question. Okay, if if you're you know going into that game six, if you're four and one, do you make this switch? No, if you're I don't three think and so. two, do you make this switch? If if you're shooting. 45, 48% from the field, and you're shooting the three ball nicely? Do you make this switch? It's a good question, but when you look at the decision to move Fultz into the starting lineup, Coach Cliff is obviously hoping to catch lightning in a bottle here to jumpstart this offense. It's an offense that has struggled 39% uh, from the field, last in the league. 
Um, Fultz can't shoot, you say. I get that. That is correct. He can't it, it's, shoot. It's going to be a while before he can shoot the three ball. I don't, I don't mind that at the all. The mid-range jumper, it, it's, it's, it looks it's good. It's not bad. I don't know. It looks it's fine. not bad. It looks fine. I've come around on that a little bit, yeah. The thinking process with Coach Cliff here is that he's going to create for others. We all know watching Markell here early in his Magic career, he was very adept at getting into the lane either finishing at the hole or creating for others, and that's what we're hoping for here. And, and the thinking is that he's going to be able to create, you know, for guys like Aaron Gordon, like Jonathan Isaac, Nick Vucevic, Evan Fournier. On paper, that's the plan. Mm-hmm. So it is surprising to me. There, there's no question about it. It happened this early. I did not expect it to happen this early in the season because I thought as cautious as this organization is with their younger players, knowing what this kid has been through the last few years. But it's a good sign as well, Nick, if you want to look on, on the bright side, if your glass is half full, um, it's a good sign they to know that like he they was ready? feel as if mentally and emotionally that he's ready to start for this Yeah, team. if you want a positive spin it, I think so. That's that's a good way to look at that. Um, sure. I guess. I, I yeah, just, you and I were both surprised, though. There's yeah, no question about I, it. I was. I don't like the organization making me look like an idiot. I'm good enough at that by myself. <laughs> um, but, no, I, I, I guess I guess it just it feels like you're trying to fix a problem with a solution that doesn't fit what the problem is. Like, I don't put— I think it's more playing time and, and second team than anything else okay. right now. Yeah, because I had a lot of Magic fans that tweeted me, too. Oh, well, now you have a shooter that goes to the bench, and you have more shooting coming off the bench. That's great. You have less shooting in the offensive lineup now, too. I mean, in the, in the starting lineup, you have less shooting. Uh, you really have one guy on the floor— Jonathan Isaac, we're getting close to maybe you having to respect somebody. He was shooting 40-something from three going into that game on Saturday night. But you have one guy who shot you really have to respect, and that's Nick Vucevic in that starting lineup. Mm -hmm. I mean, Aaron Gordon's not hitting much. Evan Fournier has had an an okay start to the year. He was one of the only guys that showed up in that Milwaukee game. Um, This change to me, as I said, it just feels a little – it feels Desperation. And also now, you, you, you can't go back, can you? No. This no. is it. So, no, like, DJ think, Augustine is now the backup point guard. And I do think, like, six games into the season, guy gave you 81 last year, some of the best play of you. his career. I got you. I just think all around it feels felt desperation-y. And now Markel Fultz is the starting point guard. You can't like, yo-yo like, him in and from, out of this from lineup. From here on out. Yes. From, and that's another reason why you make this move. Now, again, I am surprised it came this early, but this guy is considered one of the cornerstones of your franchise for the future now, right? I mean, you give up the two seconds, you give up Jonathan Simmons, not a whole lot to get the former number one pick in the 2017 NBA draft. This kid obviously has tons of talent. He's exactly what, what uh, you know, Jeff Weltman and John Hammond look for in a player. He's got, he's got length at the point guard spot. He's big and he's strong. So um, maybe their thinking was, if this is going to happen in December and January, why not do it now? emotionally and mentally and physically, he is okay. Why not do it now that we're two and three going into the Denver game and let's get this thing over with and let's begin the Markel Fultz era here in Orlando. Yeah, I just, uh, like, like I said, I, I think you're dead on there. I think it's just, hey, we were we were hoping and that had been everything that we had heard is that if they were going to make a change, it was going to be well out, near the trade deadline or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, not this early. Um, I st- I didn't think Markel Fultz would start a game all year. Actually, I thought it was going to be DJ Augustine's job. All I had heard is that they respect DJ and what he brought to the team. He had had one turnover, I think, all season long, heading into uh, the weekend's matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I'm just a little surprised at the way that it came, and I'm 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 kind of beating a dead horse here. But uh, now what you have is you have 
Markel Fultz in that lineup, and if his game goes to hell, you have to ride it out. Got to. And it's a small size. So I guess the other thing is some of the some of the some of the explanations for why they made this move was well the analytics. I know Josh Robbins sent out and Josh Denton, uh, John Denton put out some of those analytics. It was 28 minutes worth of analytics. Like it was such a small sample size. I know the organization needed an excuse to make this move and not just uh, because I it's disrespectful to DJ Augustine just to say hey DJ like psh, go to the bench. Mm. Um so they needed to find something in order to to rationalize making this move other than we want to switch things up. Yeah. 28 minutes worth of analytics. I think any person looking at those numbers would say this is an extremely small sample size and we can't really draw any yeah. tangible conclusion. Well, from as it. you well know, I'm not a big analytics dude. I know. Okay. Uh especially 28 minutes worth, but I will say this. I mean, look, I don't think this minimizes the importance of a DJ Augustine to your basketball team. We all know how important he was last year. Best three-point shooter percentage-wise on the team. Really became a team leader. I don't think any of that changes. Mm-hmm. I just think, right, and again, do they make this move at 4-1 and one going into the Denver game? Probably not. Uh, just to kind of give this team a new look in the starting lineup to kickstart them and to begin the Markel Fultz era, why not now? So I think it's a good thing from the Magic standpoint that they believe that this kid can handle it. Because again, Nick, what are we talking about on the podcast, the Heart and Hustle podcast last month, about a month ago? Yeah, we is don't he know if he's going to play. We don't is, know. He, is he going to show up or not? <laughs> he, he showed up, and, 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 and he keeps checking off boxes left and right. Yeah, I'll give you right? that. He I'll shows give you up. that. He shows up in, in the voluntary works out, workouts, check off the box. Shows up for training camp, does media day, check off the box. Plays in his first preseason game, check off the box. Scores his first two points, check that off. Uh, go to the free throw line for the first time and not have the hitch in the giddy-up, check off the box. First regular season game, check it off, and and now he's in the starting lineup. So, it's look, it's been a meteoric rise considering where he's come from, and I, and I think it's safe to say that it, you're going to have to ride some tough nights with this kid because this is still his rookie season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's still his rookie season. What, 20 years old? But I think the bottom line is, the era has begun now. The Markel Fultz era has begun in Orlando. You're not going to make a change at that point guard spot. No. No, I, gonna, to- unless, I, I totally unless there's agree. injury. No, this is it. I mean, that game on Saturday night, that will be the line of demarcation where the Fultz era officially kicked off. He is the starting point guard, and I expect, just like you said, you just I don't think you can yo-yo him in and out. No, it's, no this it's, is it. No, that's it for now. Absolutely. Anything else? No. I'm I'm good, man. Let's go get OKC. Let's go. Let's go get OKC in Dallas and come home and and go four and one on that five game home. All right, we will talk to you later this week on the Heart and Hustle podcast. I would guess Thursday, Thursday pod because they're going to play Tuesday, Wednesday. I'd say Thursday pod uh, coming up a little bit later this week. He's Scott Inez. I'm Nick Grunowitz. You can hear us weekdays ESPN 580 Orlando. That's 580 AM FM 96.5 HD2. Uh, from 4 o'clock to 8 o'clock, you can follow Scott on Twitter. Adonis says me at ESPN 580. Nick, uh, you can go ahead and jump in the mentions. We'll talk some basketball uh, as uh, we do during most of the games. And uh, we will talk to you on Thursday. Go Magic. Go Magic.